0: And a very warm welcome is every Friday to Bergos now. It's earnings season and therefore I have two of my favorite guests here with me, Dennis Koenig and Maximilian Mann. Hi.
1: Hello, Aurelia.
0: Hi. Hi, Max. Well, Dennis, I've been warned that there's a bit of a monologue to begin (laughs) with. So I know there's lots to say always when it's earnings season. So I will step aside and leave you the floor and please start your monologue.
1: Yes, thank you, Aurelia. So we are around half of um, the earnings season of the uh, of the quarterly earnings um, in the S&P 500. So it's about time to draw a first conclusion. So if we really look just at the headline numbers, then one could say that it could have been worse. So for example, in the US as well as in Europe, um, the majority of companies reported um, better numbers than expected. Um, In the US though, we saw um, a small decline of um, corporate earnings. So it's a minus 3% compared to the previous year, which in my opinion is still quite um, moderate. And um, it's also important to say that the market seems to be working, so companies um, which reported numbers above expectations um, got rewarded with an outperformance um, the next couple of days afterwards, while such with um, numbers below expectations, um, they got punished. And one has to say as well that um, they got punished um, harder in terms of their share price performance than usually. So market seems to be alert. And that's why I think um, it's important also to look um, underneath the surface and uh, to differentiate a bit. So what we've seen in the U.S. is um, an above average um, share of companies um, which reduce their capex capex guidance. So they are planning to invest less um, over the next couple of quarters. And um, we also saw um, a huge number of companies um, pointing to uh, um, lower demand and also um, rising inventory levels and rising cost. And therefore, it's um, interesting to look um, which to have a look which sectors, um, yeah, surprise positively. So there we see um, energy, consumer discretionary, and healthcare but we also saw um, pretty disappointing numbers from companies um, from the areas of information technology materials and communication services. So if we um, start to have a look for example at consumer discretionary so there we had um, pretty positive surprises on the earnings side um, particularly in the area of retail but um, one has to say as well that that got supported quite a lot by uh, negative earnings revisions before so um, to take the the example of a big online retailer um, there we saw um, expected earnings per share for this quarter um, in April of around um, yeah 60 60 cents um, and um, in the end we had an expectation of 22 cents and then the company reported earnings of um, 36 cents so of course formally that was a positive surprise but we also saw um, lots of downward revisions um, before and therefore here um, the share price also went significantly down afterwards particularly because the company also warned um, for a bad fourth quarter which was particularly disappointing given that it's the christmas quarter so quite an important one Um, So we saw in the whole area um, negative share price reactions, um, but um, also the positive growth we saw in terms of earnings for other areas. So let's say, for example, hotels or cars. Um, There, um, one has to be careful as well in in judging them because what we see here is still a lot of um, um, catch-up effects after COVID or after supply chain restrictions. And therefore, in our opinion, it's not so relevant to look really at the earnings and the sales. It's more important to look at the margins. And there, um, particularly within, um, for example, um, the textile industry or also within the car industry, we see more and more pressure and expect to see that as well in the future.
0: Thank you, Dennis. You look at me like that. that was sort of the end of the monologue. So I'm going to gonna turn to Max. Max, do you have anything to add there?
2: Yes. So also some of the companies in the industrial sector reported um, their earnings for the third quarter already. One of the companies reporting um, usually at the beginning of the earnings season is FedEx. And FedEx is often seen as a kind of leading indicator for the um, health of the overall economy. Uh, or as a kind of proxy of the um, yeah, behavior of the end consumer in the US. So um, FedEx earnings were yeah rather on a disappointing side. Their um, volumes decreased uh, significantly from a year ago, which we also have to say was a different time when some of us were still in a lockdown. We ordered more um, stuff in Amazon. We didn't spend money for vacation or in restaurants. Um, So overall, the um, consumer behavior also was a little bit different last year, but also the outlook for the fourth quarter was similar to Amazon rather weak. And yeah, this is somehow um, something um, that concerned investors. But um, also when we look at other industrial companies, for example, in the capital goods sector, um, we see some interesting developments here. So on the one hand side, um, it seems that uh, the supply chains are easing a little bit. They're still not yet back to normal, but some of the manufacturing companies say it's getting a bit easier to actually get the stuff they need to produce. Um, still, the order backlog is uh, very high. Um, this is also due to many companies weren't able to actually uh, produce enough goods to fulfill the demand and now still have to work uh, on, on their uh, order book. Um, but they're starting to get a bit more concerned about the outlook for the next quarters, as demand might um, be a little bit lower or might be also significantly lower, depending a bit on the industry, and uh, how the revenues are going to develop after this huge order backlog is basically worked through. So this is also something um, yeah, investors are concerned about. Uh, some argue that it might be helpful to have this huge order backlog, as it might help some of the companies to basically um, even out um, a loss in revenue and an economic downturn in the next couple of months. So, yeah, something we watch closely and um, yeah, we're quite interested in how it's going to turn out.
0: Dennis, and you mentioned the communication sector, which I, of course, know is a, is a very relevant one. Can you go a bit more into detail there, please?
1: Yes, of course. So communication services was quite a mixed bag. So you have to know that um, there's basically two sorts of companies. So you have classic telecom companies and then you have uh, more the the media companies. So among the telecom companies, um, we saw some extremely positive surprises. But um, it's important to mention that um, there was one company, which is um, more the price leader within the market, which reported um, very good earnings. So um, there it raises the question um, how well the US consumer is doing if the price leader is um, having the biggest growth. And that is also connected to the weak performance of the media segment. So um, the media segment mostly um, makes its revenues um, with advertisement business. And there we saw pretty strong negative surprises um, for for digital companies, um, which reported in all segments um, lower advertisement revenue. um, If it was in social media or for video streams or within um, search engines and therefore um, we saw pretty significant um, share price losses um, after reporting the numbers within that segment.
0: I of course have to ask you dennis though if if there were any positive (laughs) surprises as well
1: yes so they would like to to mention um the u.s um financial sector so there we saw really within all segments um if it was banks or insurances um a positive picture so of course um rising interest rates um helped um the the loan business to be way more profitable Um, On the other hand, um, we saw for some investment banks as well um, a sharp decline of um, the capital markets business since there was basically almost no IPOs or M&A. Um, And therefore it becomes clear as well when we look at um, very diversified banks um, with retail and capital market business, there we saw positive surprises of around 4%. On the other hand, if we um, look at pure play retail banks, uh, which mostly do loan business, there we saw positive earnings surprises of um, up to 20%. Um, That was a pretty positive quarter for um, financials in, in the US for now. But of course, the question is for the future, if um, higher interest rates might lead to, um, for example, higher defaults in the loan book um, or um, less demand for for loans, that could weigh on the earnings in the future. Um, And for example, we saw already from some bigger banks um, higher um, risk provisions for for the loan book. Therefore, um, it remains interesting for the next couple of quarters.
0: And Max, may I look to you for maybe a few more insights on the energy sector?
2: Yes, so also the energy sector um, reported so far quite a strong third quarter. Um, overall, there was a huge development the uh, past two years, like from the times when Corona started and uh, the valuation of energy companies was depressed as they were loss-making and they had to cut the dividends, etc. They rebounded to uh, high levels, profitability improved significantly, and the overall outlook for the energy sector is with high or high stable oil and gas prices yeah quite positive um also something that has changed in the past 10 years is that the cap spending of the big oil and gas companies decreased significantly from the levels we have seen like 10 years ago so this is also supporting let's say the thesis of a long-term higher Oil price yeah. as it's just getting more expensive also to to drill that oil um, as the capex spending is, is is lower so this is also on the positive side and also the focus on of the management of these companies changed somehow so they're really focused on um, yeah, shareholder return by investing the huge cash flows in buyback programs or paying out dividends um, the integrated oil and gas companies are really focused on. Um, Yeah, also making the investor benefit from the current environment. Um, Yeah, there's also, let's say, some concern from the governments. Like there was just in the past days some statement of Joe Biden um, regarding some windfall taxes. Uh, also, these things are getting discussed here in Europe. We don't know how realistic it is that it's going to happen. Or if it's going to happen, how is it going to look like? But yeah, some are also against this high profitability of the sector.
0: Max, thank you for those insights. Dennis, I mean, before I let you go, maybe I can just ask you for a bit of a conclusion or a bit of summary.
1: Yes, of course. So um, on the bright side, we've seen less supply chain problems than in the previous quarters. Um, So um, that's clearly a good sign. On the other hand, we also see an increasing weakness or uh, Um, Yes, at least um, we see consumers um, being way more cautious um, than in the previous quarters. So uh, this is something which might equal um, each other out. Um, And on the other hand, we see for a number of companies a kind of a cyclical weakness um, while they are still having pretty much intact um, long term structural growth cases. So for example, um, quite many companies within the media or the retail segment um, have quite a strong cloud business, which in our view still promises long term growth growth Um, but these structural um, growth cases um, currently really um, are trading at uh, cyclical low valuations and in our opinion that's clearly worth a look in that area.
0: Well thank you both so much for being here those were extremely valuable insights. Thank you so much Max.
1: Thank you very much, Aurelia.
0: And of course to you as well. Thank you so much, Dennis.
1: Thank you, Aurelia.
0: And we thank you so much as always for listening. We hope you have a pleasant and wonderful weekend ahead and a nice, successful week. Until we're back here with more from Bergers now next Friday. Until then, bye-bye.